organized by the Old Boys Association of Zyra College to inspire the young and aspiring crowd out there and motivate them to strive more. So we would be asking the speakers who are industry experts of their own industries, I would say, Mr. Shazli Uwais, the Chief Marketing Officer and the Director of Eurobands Private Limited and the Visiting Lecturer and the Corporate Trainer. We welcome Mr. Shazli Uwais and uh, Mr. Shan Shamil Naim, the Partner <coughs> Accounting and Advisory in KPMG Sri Lanka. We warmly welcome both of your speakers to Zyra Enable and thank you so much for taking time to be here to inspire the young crowd who are aspiring to be market leaders in your industry. So gentlemen, we would be directing around six questions to each one of you where you would have to answer and share your experiences, your knowledge and what you think is important for people who aspire to become like you need to know. So, Assalamu alaikum to Mr. Shazri Uwais and Mr. Mohammed Shamil. So, let me first direct this question to Mr. Shamil from KPMG. Uh, Mr. Shamil, uh, let me ask you this question. Was it your dream to become a partner and uh, in an audit firm when you were a kid? Or what did you really want to do when you were a kid? Ah, good question. Uh, this question has been there. I mean, uh, I would say uh, even the childhood and uh, the initial, each and every class that we attended, this is the question that has been asked. In fact, uh, those days, uh, I mean, uh, somebody asked, uh, what's your ambition? We had, uh, we look at others and say, you know, doctor, you want to become a doctor, engineer or a lawyer. So we used to say doctor most of the time, right? So, but where actually uh, I started looking at uh, accountancy career is that uh, when I choose the uh, the A-level stream where I did uh, commerce stream and uh, once uh, I got the result, then I realized uh, I am more often an accounting guy than a a doctor or a medicine or a lawyer simply because i am good at analytics and the statistics even a level i got a in the statistic so there i turn my focus entirely onto the accountancy and uh, the other reason why i choose uh, accountancy is that uh, it's more known profession and uh, there are a lot of uh, courses available and uh, and i would say it's uh, cheap as well to follow then i set my career into the accountancy profession when i looked at the the options that are available uh, some people used to do it you know sima at that time acc was not that famous and the local chartered and I had my friend, he's, uh, uh, I know, hope you all know Allah Pichasar, no? He's the uh, eldest son of Allah Pichasar, Shararas. And uh, both of us got together and he said, let's go and see, I mean, uh, what we can do uh, in the accountancy. Then we got all of these uh, chartered accountants uh, courses that are being uh, 
followed at the uh, institute called IAS. So we went and uh, we enrolled ourselves. And we started and we got ourselves uh, registered with the Institute of uh, Chartered Accountancy. And we just started uh, just to we'll try and see uh, what we can do. Uh, that's the, actually the cornerstone and the platform me to get into the, uh, the accountancy profession. But at that time also, I didn't have an ambition to become a partner at uh, uh, KPMG or one of the big four. But I had an ambition to join a big four audit firm which I uh, strived and uh, tried very hard to get into KPMG, applied uh, all the big foes uh, in Sri Lanka and got KPMG. And uh, I, I main reason to join an audit firm is to, there was a requirement, you need to have a four-year article sheet. So that was the main purpose I joined KPMG. Then once I finished four years and got my qualification, then I looked for an opportunity. Then you have to work, you have to find a job. Applied uh, all the places, uh, especially my father wanted to uh, look opportunities in overseas, especially Middle East. So the KPNC Qatar offered me a job. And I went there. And I wanted to stay there for a few years, two, three, then go to Mercantile. Then I got promotion. Every other year I got promotion. Then I became senior manager. Then actually there, my mind said, okay, why don't you carry on with uh, the accountancy field, which is the auditing career, and to become a partner. So there I decided, this is back in 2008, then the my uh, you know the mind and uh, my career is to become a partner at KPMG one day. So there the my ambition become very clear for me. Then I stick to all my plans and stayed with KPMG. And 2012 or rather 2013 April, my dream became true. So that's basically uh, how my career and uh, how my ambition was and I, how I end up as a partner at KPMG. Yes, Mr. Shamil. So KPMG is a big giant when it comes to auditing and financial sectors. Like, a, it's, it's almost a global network. And it's a, it is an honor to have a partner in KPMG Sri Lanka. Uh, and thank you for that, Mr. Shamil. And Mr. Shazri, coming back to you, you're in a very uh, creative and uh, in an industry which takes a lot of um, creativity, the marketing industry, I see. So was it your, unlike the accounting uh, industry where your intelligence and your statistics and your math is uh, actually tested, the marketing industry is somewhere where you interact with people and you have fun on the verge of doing it. So Mr. Shazli, was that what you wanted to do? Was marketing is what you wanted to do when you were a kid? Or did you have other plans like becoming the contemporary doctor, engineer, and uh, lawyer? Uh, Assalamu alaikum. Thanks, uh, thanks Adil for that question. Yes, um, see, honestly asking if you're talking about, I had no clue of my life when I was 15, 16, 17. 
Uh, it's a very common uh, scenario when we were young. You know, uh, they ask this question, "What do you want to be?" And uh, it's a very uh, stereotype answers that we used to have. Uh, I would say answers like, "I want to become a doctor. I want to become an engineer, architect, lawyer. Whatever you 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 grasp, whatever you see as you know is good, you just answer." But then again, at, uh, it's, it's a very unfair question uh, as a student when you're in grade seven, grade eight. I, I still believe that way because. Uh, we were used to push into a game that we were not ready but then again uh by all of us i have not realized uh, what i wanted to become uh, and i i come from a very uh, i would say my brother is a very studious character eventually went to become a doctor so i was pushed towards education but unfortunately um i was not if you ask uh, if you ask about math science accountancy uh you're talking to the wrong guy i'm not any of that i'm just just me okay first and foremost uh, let me let me let me uh, start off with this uh, my first language is not english i would really appreciate uh, if you accept me uh for any of my errors in grammar please please do pardon and uh, i will uh, I'll answer you case by case when i was in college uh, by o level i was i was in the the nasty lot you know the guys who used uh -huh. to do uh no it used to do the you know the, all the wrong things all the wrong things you know um and uh we never saw a future and i always used to say to my father i is going to become a doctor you need patience you know so that's an answer i used to give every if everyone becomes a doctor who's going to become the patient so somebody has to so then uh, by after all Well, uh, I fell into this uh, class. I was do doing all levels. I fell into this class of uh, one popular lecturer called Rina Jayaswi. I will not forget his name. We were studying science under him, and science became a very, uh, very intriguing subject for me. I fell in love with that. But I never want to become a doctor or anything. But just you know, I, I fell in love with science, so I, I decided I want to do science for A levels. So by the time I finished my levels uh, i got a distinction for accounts uh, i even today i don't know how i got it and i see if i have a recollection i want to uh, do avers for some reason college gave me opportunity and my only objective was to learn about you know cutting the cutting you know and chopping frogs and you know the cockroaches still remember the name you for melonic texts they call for the the frog and you know so i i loved enjoying learning about trees and you know This is something very, very intriguing, and I learned. My brother asked me one. They called me and said, "Ashley, are you serious?" Are you serious that you want to become a doctor? I said, "No." They asked, "Why are you doing science?" I said, "Come on, there's nothing wrong in learning things." I'll be what I be when the time comes. Uh, I, that's the severity because see, uh, I was never pushed by my parents. Thank God, I had uh, lovely parents. Uh, they, they, my father, when I uh, when I finished my A levels, I actually failed my first time, and I'm very proud that I failed my A levels. Not everyone would be uh, proud about it because I come from a, a very powerful, you know, two-dimensional. I mean, my first cousins all all the students. I'm, I'm so happy that I get the opportunities. 
then uh, after finishing my A levels, then I started applying for jobs. I realized uh, I got three Fs by the way. out of four subjects. I got three failures and one. Um, simple class that's for botany that was in 1995 uh, despite me getting the best results for uh, zoology in the college uh, and I got the college award for zoology uh, back to back both the years I got 98 for zoology so I was, I was a really, really good zoology but then I, I had no intention of getting through my levels I get through I had to go to university if I go to university I had to become a doctor if I become a doctor you know I, a lot of things are in my mind so I had to work so this was I was nothing I was I had no intention of doing any of these things, so I was you know as very um, what young guys do, running after you know beautiful girls. These these are things that I used to do, and um, at after A levels I realized I need to do a job. Then I started applying for jobs. Nobody nobody called me. So this was kind of a, uh, I would say an eye opener for me, and I re realized that you need a little bit of education for it. And my father used to say you, you talk a lot, and in my college they called me you called me Katanaik. I used to talk. You, you give me a subject, I will say something. I have something to say about it. And so then I eventually I realized if you're if you are good at talking, you must be having a lot of things in your mind because you just can't talk or you can just go and have a conversation with another person of, about something, say talk about geothermal. I would know a little bit of that. That means I've been reading a lot. So I thought, okay, I'm good at it. Why don't I, why shouldn't I try? So the only job available uh, for guys like us is, you know, sales. So I applied for sales. And uh, I, I was lucky enough to get a job, uh, thanks to my auntie. And I would uh, never forget that. Uh, I, I, I got an opportunity to work for a company called EVS Information System. At that time, the student was number one IT company as a sales rep. Then I realized I have one thing in my mind. I was very ambitious. I, I always say, whatever you do, become the best. If you want to become a tea maker, become the best tea maker in town so that people will remember you. You keep your marks so powerful so so strong that people will always remember you for what you are it should not be you, are, you become a doctor uh, or you don't have to become a lawyer for that you can be anybody okay so then then i started working so hard and i started studying when i was like 22 23 i started because i realized uh, i was doing very well in sales and i was i i got the best sales award almost almost all the time then I realized I cannot go beyond no no Mr. Shabzi. it was actually from this point on towards it's all uh, about education you actually started saying they that start you studying uh, did a lot of studies and uh, um, yeah, actually, you're you talking about me saying uh, that uh, you were not that much worse with English, but I'm just surprised. So, Adil, I think he's on mute. Adil, you want specifics? I'm sorry. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I'm yeah. also getting lost in the Am whole I process. Mute on Hello? Yes, yes, Adil. Yes, Adil. All right. So, yeah. I was actually surprised to uh, see the fact yes, that he started with, uh, please don't mind my mistakes in English, and he goes on talking, and I'm pretty much surprised. And I see that, that he has been a learner. And for pretty much everybody who thinks that they are a failure because they have uh, not scored well in their A-levels, I think Mr. Shazli is a very good example of that. Life does not end with A-levels. Because we see in today's uh, world, people consider, in, especially in Sri Lankan households, the advanced level results are considered to be very vital 
that the amount of uh, trauma and stress that a student himself goes through uh, in the current times to get through a level somehow is very intense so mr shafri's story is honestly very uh, inspirational because he told that he did not do much in a levels but then he made sure that he becomes the best in whatever he does but there's no much questions after this uh, regarding that particular subject for you mr shadli and uh, but i thank you for bringing that up so okay. moving on with uh, our next question so mr shamil uh, our alma mater has contributed a lot of things to our personal development and development in our careers and our lives so in terms of your life how did zaira help you build your personality and what are the contributions zaira has in what you have today yeah see the school is the the greatest platform for a person to build his career because i just touch on little bit on the uh, where uh, the turning point actually occurred in my life it happens uh, not in the early stage of my uh, the school because i uh, finished uh, all 13 years of study uh, at uh, zaira college uh, from 1985 april till uh, 31st august uh, 1998 the real turning point is actually in uh, o level rather where i think the first time what uh, the at that time the management did was they picked uh, actually i studied in tamil medium we had uh, three classes so they picked the uh, top 10 in each class they combined and made uh, one class so i was uh, in the uh, 10 uh, grade 10 i was uh, in mathinsers class and he called me one day during that discussion or the last Uh, exams when he was giving the report i can remember that day and that point in time i can very well remember i was in front of his table and he was seated he said shamit you are going to a very tough class because that class is combination of uh, the best student in the o level so you have a tough task so i took it and uh, it didn't strike me well so the uh, first time test in uh, year 11 grade 11 so i came uh, 26th my proficiency rank was 26 whereas my both the brothers were first in the class so i was wondering now i had to get my father's signature in the report i can't take my report to the father so i was uh, not like uh, shazli i was not in the bad boy so i didn't forge my father's signature <laughs> right so i hold on it i said no we'll give it a try this is that is the real eye opener for me in my career I said no as uh, shazli said do your best you will become the best then i started that i had to turn everything started going for classes and the second term i think i came between 15th then the third term test i came around top 10 right i couldn't uh, become one is too short uh, but i got a good result in uh, o level then 
I get into the A level. So A level, the first year did the best. I came the second in the class. And the last year, I became the first and I got the best result in 1998. So the, as far as uh, the school is concerned, actually it gave me a lot of energy, the platform that you required to be a, a leader or to be a good uh, person in the life. And the, sir, the teachers who taught me actually, I need to admire, be thankful to all of them. Some of them are no longer in this world. May Allah bless them all. So that's actually the turning point. And uh, the school, the image of Zaira. See, I have competed with, you know, Anandian, Alandian, Royalist, you call it any top school in the country. Zaira is not second to it, believe me. Zaira is always there. That. So that's the courage, you know, the school gave me. You know, you come from a very good school, well-known, popular, but though at that time the result was not that great, but the school gave me the courage that uh, what is required uh, to be in a uh, person. When I joined KPMG, I had to compete with various people, the top-ranked university people, the top-ranked uh, level students, but I was not second to them. So that's the the uh, beauty of uh, you know the school uh, that we studied for the other hope that i answered your question yes mr shamil definitely adding on to what you said about college and other so-called top schools in my personal experience we have always realized that uh, we can do better when we strive better the only problem that i personally had was we the Zahirians are always equally competitive as anyone else out there. And uh, thank you for bringing that up, Mr. Shamil. And I see that you have been this uh, extraordinary student at college, at your O-levels, at your A-levels. So, and I, it is actually intriguing to have two different personalities of two different ends of a rope, where both of Bad you... Bad boy and good boy. Yes, to be put in that way, we have a bad boy during the, uh, we have a bad boy during the advanced levels, and we have a good boy. And it is actually, um, as a moderator, I'm able to see through both of your eyes. And uh, coming to you, Mr. Shazli, what did Zaira give you? Uh, what was it that it gave and blended you with that you are here today? I would say everything. I would say everything. Uh, basically, uh, it's, it's, it'll be very unfair if I try to separate what it gave me. First and foremost, it gave me, uh, I would say, the courage. Because see, uh, we uh, Zairak uh, students, they come from different strata, different walk of lives. And uh, we, we get students uh, from, you know, different, uh, um, I'm say, locations, part of this country. And we used to knock shoulders with them. OK, the first thing that we learned is, um, you're not second to anybody. At the same time, when those days when you were say the Zahira people, when you're Zahirian, people looked at you with a you know a little bit of a squinted eye. Uh, you know they think that we are a bit of you know a different character. So we proved it otherwise. But the best I would say that I learned from Zahira is uh, the teamwork. Even to become a bad boy, 
you need teamwork you need okay. fellows to spy, spy for you when you you know you know see in your physical class what we do is we uh, give a simple example you know we all go and play football in the next class so the physics lecturer will come and teach the board and workout and paltel you know other mama ugenwa kemathina liya ganda so these kind of you know things uh, the humor i learned humor i i learned to take things uh, you know in a in a in real aspect of life seeing you know you if you go to a college uh, sorry do, you, do you, is it okay if i mention a name or two is that okay yeah it's, uh, if it's, I, it's not see if, if you take some of the big schools uh, like royal uh, st thomas's you are you you are under peer pressure you are under tremendous pressure to study and perform okay whether you like it or not because the expectations are very high in zahira you had a uh, you had a culture which i would say it's very nice and very simple you know nobody nobody is bothered if you come as second or 26th as as shamil said nobody is nobody is bothered see so like you still you are shamil you are my best friend nobody is going to corner you yeah. and say hey you became 26th so get out no nobody is going to say that it's like you know the 26th guy will be the best friend of 25th 24th 23rd 22nd and the 20th and the 19th also they will be the best friends they 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 they, they gang up they bunch up so this uh, team thing you know today all these multinationals they talk about teamwork i think we did when we were 15 16 17 we did much better teamwork uh, than in today's context i would say yeah. number one and in terms of courage we were not scared see courage comes in two forms one is the courage that you uh, have to fight somebody which we were by nature in if you are in zahira you should know how to fight <laughs> If you are, if you do not know, I'm talking my my era. Okay, my era is a very long long era, long, old one. If you do not know how to fight, ah, Anna Hari, see again. So so in that era, okay, the number one, if you do not have the fighting courage, um, you are out of the game. Number two, that courage build up spirit, and we we knew that we can fit in anywhere. See, I think I would say that's the best thing my college gave me. i can uh, say once bruce lee said this lovely word you know he said you have to be like water the water will you know get the shape of whatever uh, jar that you put into so sure. this thing i think zahira gave me that you know that you can be anybody if you want to become a batman you can become a batman you, you can be a sweeper on the road you can become a sweeper on the road if you want to become a lawyer you can become a lawyer that thing was there see ek ada plat you need a platform or the mindset i would say it's not about you it's about the mindset platform today if you look at most of the 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 college mates they are doing very well extremely well so this mindset you you see colleges see when I, when i send my children to school i say education is only 20% of the whole process the rest is friend, friendship building a trust with each other you know fighting with each other for, you should be able to climb trees you should know jump walls because if you don't have those skills tell me what's the point becoming a doctor if you do not know any of those skills if i go take you to some jungle and leave you there you will die because you don't know how to come out of it so my college gave me that courage of two aspects that fighting courage and surviving courage and fitting myself into anything courage true enough so i i think uh, i think that's a very lengthy answer i can give you apart from that i would say my college taught me you can stand anywhere 
and keep your head high because people mock at us. When I say I'm a Zahirian, people used to mock at our time. College was not doing extremely well like today. People laugh at us. But then again, we took it with a, you know, we took it a small, you know, a uh, little bit of salt and he says, like, you know, pinch of salt and just brushed away. So we said, Majan, shape, shape. So all my friends were all Estonians and we had a lot of guys. We had lots of guys who were with us and we ne they never saw us as Zahirians. They were like, they are friends, Majan, you know. So that thing, blending anywhere, was given by my college. True enough. Um, I'd just like to continue, uh, finish the quote from Bruce Lee. He said, Bruce Lee said, be formless, shapeless like water. You put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. And you put the water in a bottle, it becomes the bottle. So you put water into a teapot, it becomes the teapot. And water can flow or it can crash. So he said, be water, my friend. And uh, it is farmers one of the most uh, appealing quotes for Zairians, as per se. And uh, I recently happened to see a three-wheeler uh, not a three-wheel actually, it was a car with a coat with the Zairian flag saying, if you're bad, I'm your dad, from uh, one of the famous <laughs> movies uh, from the Tamil industry. So moving forward, actually, Mr. Shazli, what you told makes really good sense because I remember a story when I was a kid. So there was this ship that was sailing in the middle of the sea and there was a doctor and an uh, uneducated man. So the doctor used to always mock at this uneducated man because he reads a lot and he spends his time almost reading books every single day during the course of the cruise. So one single day, uh, the ship wrecks and uh, the doctor screams out of tremendous fear and he trembles down. And when the uneducated man asks the doctor, why are you shouting? He says, I don't know to swim. I have only read them in my books. I, have, I know the technical parts of swimming, but I have never swam on a sea myself and the uneducated person could actually save himself whereas the doctor could not now my point is not to put down any profession but my point is to make a point that every single thing that we do in our lives is as important as our studies and our profession we need to be well versed with everything that we do and that is what completes us as a human and as a person so moving forward, Mr. Sham Shamil, uh, yeah. so I see there, there can be a lot of uh, reasons and secrets of success. So when you ask different personalities, their secret of success is relative according to their culture and the environment that they grew up in. So Mr. Shamil, from your perspective, when you look back today, what is your secret of success? <laughs> See, the first and foremost is that uh, the family, uh, I would say. Uh, as Chasley said, uh, you know, if you're born to a, a good family, which is uh, not disturbed with uh, various issues and complications, that's keep you a proper mindset where you can see through your life and uh, you know sail through your life and uh, do whatever you wanted to do and you can uh, achieve uh, whatever the purpose of your life and the object of your career the first is that uh, the family itself uh, parents and uh, uh, i have three uh, siblings three brothers uh, no sisters so it's uh, brothers uh, boys uh, 
family and uh, that kind of uh, courage and the, the uh, backbone which i had is the first uh, the reason for the success the second thing is that uh, as uh, shazli said you know i always wanted to do the best if you want to become best make sure that you do the best and you will become the best that's an important thing so you want to join kpmg at that time you should to join a big four firm you should know somebody in the audit firm you should be referred by someone inside the firm to get a an interview call i didn't know anybody not at kpmg neither at pwc no even at uh, ey so I, what i did was i sent a normal uh, uh, letter uh, envelope uh, not unregistered post uh, nobody responded uh, mind you i did my first cv not in words it's in page maker because one of my cousins used to be a designer so he knows uh, coral draw and page maker so i learned uh, before microsoft office i learned about page maker and coral draw so my first cv was done in page maker so when i send it uh, i just tend to highlight uh, why you should do the best so that you can achieve the purpose of life so they uh, i didn't get any response so i changed the plan so what i did is that i took a very shiny envelope i printed even the address it you know, and send it through the registered post then i got a call from kpmg uh, first it came from ey i went for an interview i didn't get it then i got kpmg I got the interview call faced it uh, then i got the offer and i joined it so what you have to do is that uh, the important factor for the success is that make sure that you don't lose your heart don't be disheartened you try if you fail it i would usually i don't call that as an, a failure it's because whatever happens everything happens for a good reason so sure. the reason reason why i didn't get ey is that my career was written at kpmg to, to become a partner so i i went uh, you know how many audit firm i went in i climbed so many stairs to get a training but what i wanted is to what was i passion was to join a big four firm which i did so coming back to the question the success the second thing is always make sure you you do the right thing and the third thing is then attitude you need to have a good attitude which i feel uh, shashlik may have a different view on that so what it said is that it is your attitude not your aptitude that determines your altitude so you may carry a whatever the you know qualification that you have but if you don't have a good attitude you can't uh, stay or survive in an organization because i am with kpmg for last uh, this is my 21st year at kpmg so what uh, made me a different is that uh, i don't you know get angry quite often or i don't get disappointed uh, very soon always you know whenever failure happens i make sure that that has an a learning point and come out it and do the right thing always and True. that should be the success because the success in your life is that the position that you hold or the car that you drive 
or the suit that you wear. The success is all about, you know, do the right thing. Everybody has a purpose of life. Have an objective, have a plan in your mind and strive and work towards that and to become a success. So the success is not measured in terms of uh, the rank or a position. It's all about how you live. It should be a beneficial. Uh, it should benefit others. So whatever the achievement should benefit others. If it is no use, somebody, there are people which I know, they are the high rank, but it doesn't benefit even for themselves. So the success is that the contributes to various factor starting from your family background and uh, how best you do things your attitude plays a key role and always do the right thing right so then when you do the right thing it becomes you know the important thing is that uh, the choices that you do so the people say life is uh, you know life is between uh, from b to d adil you know what is b uh, I'm sorry. Life is uh, from B to D. From B to D. Until is being uh, mute. No. Uh, can you hear me? Right. So B is your birth. D is your death. So the life is death. between B to D. So in between mm. you have C. So what is that C? Choice. C is choice. So if you make the right choice at the right time then you become a successful person in your life. Well hope I answered your question. Absolutely, Mr. Shami. A well-crafted, uh, get very uh, knowledgeable. Adil, are you there? One yes, lost. I am here. <laughs> I hope you can hear me. Can you hear me? Uh, gentlemen? Can you hear Adil? Me? Gentlemen, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, we can hear you, Adil. We can hear you. Yes. Yeah. Adil, I can't hear you. We can't hear Adil. I'm sorry. Um, uh, okay. Uh, uh, Shamil and Uwes, can you hear me? Yes, yes. I can hear you, but I can't hear you. Ah, okay. Uh, uh, maybe Adil, you need to re-login or something. I, I'll jo I'm joining in again. Can you hear me? Right. Yes, come back. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, sure. Perfect. Okay. Uh, I had to go back and join again because Clubhouse keeps giving me advices on uh, my technical errors. Thank you, Clubhouse, for that. So thank you, Mr. Shamil. It was a very well-crafted, yet a very knowledgeable answer, I would say. So. Mr. Shasli, let's taking note of the journey that you've walked so far and making up to the position that you are right now. And if I ask you, and if I'm a kid and I aspire to become like you, and if you have to tell me your secret of success that would inspire me to do more, what would the answer be? What is your secret of success, Mr. Shasli? Okay, I will answer in two lines. For the first, I, I can say in one line, I would I would always say, don't follow me. You create your own path. Okay. So, yes. see, this is a bigger problem that we have. Unfortunately, we look at uh, superstars. We want to be them. True. 
once arnold said one guy went to arnold schwarzenegger and said i will i don't i don't want to be like you meaning his body was ugly and arnold gave a lovely reply he said trust me you will never become me that's the confidence all right so i'll give you a success this if you want secret of success yes there are millions if you, today there are enough and more guys preaching on internet how to become successful what we what we uh, don't realize is we can't be them there's a guy who writes a book about how to become a millionaire you all buy the book he becomes a millionaire true enough so I, i'm a, i'm a hardcore guy i don't believe in those things you you slowly create your path the path can be very slow okay uh, number one there are a couple of things i want to discuss i want to tell uh, while agreeing with shamil and disagreeing with shamil also because we both have different paths that we have taken decide to take uh i always say teach your children to fail i would that's one of the first things i tell my uh, my wife also if your children fail don't scold we we take a very simple uh, attitude in our house we we just take it cool we says we'll give you an opportunity for you to fail so that you know the pain of the fail if you expect all the children to stand up and walk on day one and they start walking and running they'll be really really hurt the day they're going to fall and knock their knees the pain will be awful because they are never learned that pain so the child has to first fall then has to walk then he knows the pain he so he will not fall again so failing in in the early stages of your life is actually alhamdulillah i believe is a blessing the blessing so that you will not try to repeat that mistake again because every mistakes make you a matured person today if you ask me what 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 is success every single mistake i did is my success because i i will never repeat again number 2 don't give up don't give up because see if you want to become something and somebody until you become that person or that that thing do not give up because you don't know at the point that you give up say you do many times you, you apply many times and you fail and you says i make a hurry and maybe that next one would have been your success so you will never know where you're going to be success and to become success uh, as a success you it's a mindset success is a mindset see you learn to win and if you don't make it a habit you will never win again because i have seen teams if you take the current sri lankan team we had a we had a successful team who learned to win and they made it a habit but the current team is learning they are not still not made a habit and as shamil totally said attitude it's all about attitude when people come to me come to my company uh, before this i was working for a multinational company also about 330 people used to work in the company and i used to be sitting at the final interview in the usual the hr guys they ask few questions you know the standard questions tell me something about yourself and all these things i never ask any of those questions i just keep on looking at the guy i'll only ask what do you want to be in 5 years and this guy will be totally dumbstruck he will say i want to be a sales manager my ne- next question comes like a you know uh, you know freight train what do you want to be in 10 years and this guy will say now he, he doesn't know what to say because he is not prepared for it he will say marketing manager so i'll say if you want to be a sales manager in 5 and marketing manager in 10 i think this is not the job for you because that attitude when he walks in he doesn't have that attitude he just wants to get a job i and, and it's a very famous quote in my company i ask people you want this job because you want this job because you are you desperate for this job or you just want to want this job to become successful 
and with their answer we hire people because we look for that attitude okay and one of the most important quote i would say i, I used to say and i i'll always say is where you're born doesn't matter where you end up only matters i always tell see if you're if you're born poor you you can't help it if you're born a muslim or if you're born a single you can't change few things in life you're born black or you're born uh, say I, I would not say black say dark say brown or say fair you can't change those things but what you can change is what you want to become where do you want to end up you can definitely change if if you really look at adil where i was born if you know where i was born you will never tell that you know today this guy is you know doing well you will never tell my brother became a doctor from that place it's it's very difficult where i was born was a place that people never expected to have doctors okay oh. but we we were not bothered we were not bothered our only aim is to become somebody what we want to become my brother took a decision he wants to become a doctor and i took a decision that i, I want to become what i want that is you know a cool life do things do good things pass your knowledge to others and that's one of the most important thing in success you become successful if you don't pass your knowledge to the next guy okay you are not successful you are just being selfish so i i tell everyone even today i do lots of speeches i i go around town i go around the country do lots of speeches i most of them i do for free of charge i don't charge even though i'm very expensive because i say i have a very famous tagline die empty die empty make sure that you pass all your knowledge to the next set of guys create the next set of leadership and die so that you know you are done the right thing i, I don't know whether you heard the story of this mexican uh, uh, fisherman adil have you heard the story of the mexican fisherman not really mr shahri i would like to hear right. it all from See, you once 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 uh, harvard uh, harvard mba uh, went to mexico and you know in mexico this fisherman what they do is they early morning they go fishing and by 2 o'clock they 10 uh, o'clock uh, finish they come have lunch and in the evening they come to the you know the beach and they have this siesta meaning they take a cigar and with little bit of you know uh, whatever that alcohol that they take tequila and they enjoy so about 10 15 fishermen are sitting there so once this uh, harvard mba guy came and he asked them see what are you doing he says we are we are looking at the sea and you know smoking he says why are you wasting your time you are successful fisherman if you all fish at this time you can make more fish so this guy asked so what you can fish more now you having one boat you can double the boat then he asked okay so what so double the boat you can make more money triple the boat quadruple the boat so this guy keeps on asking so what so what so what so quadruple the boat you can have a fleet of uh, this thing then you can start your own fishing company you become the ceo then you retire then the guy says so what after that you can come to the beach and have a, a enjoy with your friends have a siesta have a drink and all you all all well set so this guy looked at that guy's eyes and asked isn't that what i am doing today so so success is measured by different attitude a lot of people think success is all making money trust me for me success is peace of mind this is what islam taught me it says assalamu alaikum every time we see a person we we uh, greet them may peace be upon you so only thing people in today's context people don't have is peace money you can earn you can do anything and earn money but if you don't have peace you are lost everything recently one guy asked me every year i wish him uh, say I, i tell his name and says assalams many happy returns for your you know day 
and uh, may peace be upon you and your family. Yes, Asli, you are cutting and pasting this every year. I said, no, this is the exact thing I want you in your family. I want you to have peace and serenity. So that's the success that you can ever, ever wish for. True. So for me, that's the secret of my success, being simple. Well, uh, that was a very insightful answer, Mr. Shazli. Adding on to the uh, individuality, I see recently a current trend in the current society is very saddening to see that uh, most of the people want to be like others. And it is not wrong in my own personal perspective to have an inspiration where you could learn things from. But trying to become the exact same version of your inspiration is a very big trend nowadays where you walk like them, you talk like them, you act like them, you try to be like them. And in the journey of trying to be successful, like your inspiration, a lot of people out there lose themselves, they lose their individuality. And I feel like what we really need in the current context and the current situations is individuality and authenticity, which would help us all uh, hold accountable for our mistakes and sometimes we even go to an extent of blaming the inspiration for our mistakes. So coming back to our session, Mr. Shamil, uh, so KPMG is known as an auditing firm for most of us. I mean, it is a worldwide financial and auditing firm. So what is the overview of KPMG operation in the country and its diverse functions? Would you like answer it in like a few sentences? I know it's a big question to ask. Yeah, uh, if I made it very uh, in uh, in a sentence to answer, KPMG is a global firm, and we provide uh, audit, tax, and advisory services. These are three service line under which you will have uh, many sub service line. True. Now, now all our participants, I need you to listen to the next set of questions very clearly because these questions will give you an insight about how and what to do if you want to be a part of a global auditing firm or be a part of a marketing agency or be a, be a successful marketer, be a successful be a su su successful coach out there in the market. So, uh, Mr. Shazri, I would like to ask you, so we do see a trend of startups during the pandemic and the many are looking at opportunities to grow and uh, start a venture. As an SME in the marketing and successful leader, what would your advice be to those who want to start up a, their own business? What are the do's and do's, do's and don'ts from the marketing and sales perspective? See, um, yes, as you very correctly said, uh, Adil, it's a trend, uh, and the trend become uh, became a bit of a, uh, I would say, kind of a cancerous approach. Meaning, growing the growth was so fast on entrepreneurship uh, after the COVID pandemic, when people start losing job. And people start uh, losing the um, income they earn. They want to do uh, do a second job, you know. So this entrepreneurship for most of them, they are a genuine entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. See, number one, you have to make a call whether you want to what you want to become in life. Whether you want to become a marketer or an accountant or an entrepreneur. These are three different roles. Please, please don't take me wrong. Okay. So uh, if you look at an entrepreneur, entrepreneur is a, is a, okay, we say, they say you bleed blue. In Indians, they say they bleed blue. Entrepreneurship is something like that. It has to come from your genes, meaning not that you can't convert yourself one. Meaning if you want to become an entrepreneur, you have to put yourself into it. 
then you can become an entrepreneur. But what are the do's and don'ts? I would say, uh, if you don't believe that you can be successful, you can't be an entrepreneur. Number two, if you are not willing to take risk, you can't be an entrepreneur. And if you are not take to uh, take the, uh, accept the outcome of it, see everyone says you are good at this, just go and do it. But then again, when you start it, no one will be there to assist you. No, you won't be able to take a, a band will reject you. Your friends will not buy things from you. How can you become a successful entrepreneur if your own friends don't buy things from you? You know, this is a, uh, okay, I, I do, I have been done, I'm doing many speeches on this, uh, on entrepreneurship. I just finished one last week and uh, one week before. How to become a, a successful entrepreneur is first and foremost, you have to identify what you are good at. It's called core competency. Don't try to do as because my friend is doing cake or his friend's wife is doing cake or a cheese uh, cake or, you know, somebody is doing uh, uh, maybe a wrapping business or somebody is trying to sell something. Don't try to follow people. First, you identify what you are good at and you ask yourself, if I give this to my clients, will they accept it? Will it help them? Will it have sustenance? Can I do it for a long period? If it's a short term thing, see after COVID, how many, so many guys became entrepreneurs and how many entrepreneurs today, they left their entrepreneurship because when the jobs have come back, they're taking the jobs back. You can't do part-time entrepreneurship. You can't. You have to accept entrepreneurship as a full-time job. And remember, entrepreneurship is the only thing, only thing that can give jobs. So today, if you ask me, I'm a director, I run a company, I'm a lecturer. I train, I, I teach for MBAs, I teach for postgrads. I'm a motivator, I go and speak speak on motivation. But I speak a lot on entrepreneurship because I started two ventures, small ventures. And today I realize how difficult that is. Cutting ki and pulang, it's, it's, it's not that easy. You go to a bank and ask for 100,000, then you realize what entrepreneurship are we talking about? I'm sure, I think uh, one of the, one of the, Foremost uh, entrepreneur, I think, in this group, Fatih, he would he would vouch for me. I think he will agree with me. It's not easy to become an entrepreneur. It's extremely difficult. But then again, can you bite the bullet? Can you? How long can you hold on? Most of the entrepreneurs they give up at the last moment. So the number one do is first you realize what you are good at. Number two is you try to do that. Number three, if you what the don'ts are, don't give up. You may fail a million times. I, 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 I just listened to a talk yesterday. One guy said, you can do million mistakes. No problem. But make sure you don't repeat the mistake. You can do different one million different mistakes. Never do it again. True. Learn from it. So uh, I don't know. I, I can keep on talking because the subject is a pet subject of mine. I, I will take more than one hour. So Adil, it's better you pull the <laughs> microphone away from me. Yes. So let me pull it back to myself. So moving forward. Very recently, I had to. Uh, I was uh, watching one of these videos on YouTube where Nobel laureates of 2017 on the physics, physics and chemistry were awarded. Where they were brought to a round table and they were asked this one question: uh, What is that they did to win the Nobel Prize? So, as we all know, the Nobel Prize is one of the, the only most biggest and valued uh, awards in the entire world. And uh, so, all the Nobel laureates were very deep cut clear when they said we did not do anything for the sake of winning the nobel prize it was all about enjoying and loving what we did and out of which 99 were failures 
but we were still happy because we tried and that one single thing made a change in the world and gave us the nobel prize which we are happy about but if someone out there is just focusing on winning a nobel prize in doing something we are pretty sure they will not win the nobel prize because they they bought to a concern that every single person who won a nobel was a person who was given the nobel prize and he did not work towards it and i believe entrepreneurship is somewhat close you should love what you're doing you should love solving problems you should love being a solution to problems if i'm not wrong mr shasli so uh, moving forward this question would be directed to both of you either one of you can answer so we see with the culture shift and different generation types with which we are currently in the gen z what would be your advice for anyone joining the workforce immediately after elwell needs to build as a capacity to stand among others either one of you can answer this mr shamil would you like to go first uh, would you like to go oh, let's first? get we'll get our marketing guy to answer no shasri no, shamil see just to just to be nasty i could have said ladies first <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> no ladies then you can go first <laughs> now i think okay see um see adil uh, it's very unfortunate uh, due to this uh, digital uh, revolution today's uh, children are, have become addict to youtube and you know all this uh, technology uh, say instagram especially now everybody wants to become an instagrammer okay yeah. so they they think that they can even my one of my sons he says i i want to become an instagrammer so that i can make millions but i was just want to tell him becoming becoming an instagrammer is not easy that guy has to go through a journey and lots of fellows like them to follow him so that you know they make them money so you just not going to, nothing is going to come out of the blues number 1 first if you don't have the confidence if you don't have number 2 the courage and number 3 if you are not willing to pull put yourself 100% into it anything i i always tell i i tell my children this very particularly you want to become a sweeper of the road don't be embarrassed don't be embarrassed you know why because in only in sri lanka that these jobs are looked down they 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 are looked upon as as a low end job now if you go to europe it's it's a pretty cool job whatever you become just become the best in it learn everything i always tell to my sales guys in my company you know the success of me is if you take the product line of my company i will know everything about my product line and i will get to know every single detail about my competitor and i will know it better than any of their sales guys which gives me a huge advantage so knowledge knowledge and number 2 learn if you if you are if you are missed your primary education no problem secondary education no problem that's just part of the part and parcel of the life go for the third year education go after a diploma go after a post grad go after a masters but but if you are a salesman do not only learn sales if you are a marketer better don't only learn sales because today's context today's context you are asked to do multiple learn learn different job roles they say my 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 eldest son he he wants to become an accountant i said don't be an accountant it's just another or you know no it's just another job you can do accountancy i hope and pray that he learns it so that he can become somebody and, and he's in line he just joined it. so i am speaking to him right now i'm using this forum 
do something different so that you are you are remembered true so Adil, i think that that is suffice yes it's a, it's a, it's again about uh, being the best in the industry that you specialize in and also being a little bit unique um, i assume so uh, so there would be final one final question for mr shamil a question that i've always wanted to ask an auditor and accountant a partner of a, a multinational company and i want this answer to be very precise and brief mr shamil so we see that kpmg ernest and young and companies that are big uh, giants in the uh, financial firm pays their trainees pretty much very little less compared to other jobs and uh, can, i would like to know why and uh, the future scope of their pay and their uh, benefits that they would be allowed uh, when they join an auditing firm uh, because a lot of inspiring accountants out there who are my friends were demotivated because of this very own factor so mr shamil what is it what is the reason what is the magic behind this uh, uh, tactics used by these giants this uh, this question if you look at globally uh, it's not the pay is too low uh, if we have to look at the model in which how uh, the audit firm operates uh, i can't really answer it within one or two sentences i don't get the contacts uh, correct if you look at in sri lanka contacts especially the audit firms are training firms. The simple reason is that uh, Chartered Institute was established in 1959. Since then, there's a mandatory training requirement to get your membership. When I was doing Chartered, there was four year mandatory training requirement to get your uh, qualification or the membership in the Chartered Institute. Now it's three years. So we need to, undergo this training. So this training basically to meet the requirement of Chartered Institute. So as a result of firms uh, have to provide training, there's one of the mandatory uh, mandates set by the Institute, whatever the Chartered uh, training firms in Sri Lanka should enroll the trainees and provide training. So for the training period, we pay in an allowance because you learn. So once you learn and once you get your membership, then it's not salary, it's an allowance. Once you get the membership, you get a decent salary. And there the pay is very good. So the initial stage you need to learn. So you need to bite your you know, bullet and go through the hardship. Once you, you know, get your qualification, then the pay scale is different. So initial period, you need to be patient, learn it. As Shazli said, you know, uh, do your best you know then you get your salary otherwise uh, you won't see partners at kpmg that's true uh, actually for all my friends and listeners out there who are pretty much demotivated by the allowance note that the don't get future... don't get demotivated yes. the few the initial period you need to be patient you need to go through that hardship the moment you get your qualification the pay scale is different Yes, so that's an assurance by a partner in KPMG, all of you aspiring accountants. So it's all about, one of my favorite teachers in Zaira told me, actually, we have to pay the companies for giving us the training in a global scale for Unilevers and companies like that, which takes in uh, interns. We have to pay the company money because they give us so much of exposure, so much of knowledge in terms of the career that we have to end up paying, but th be thankful that they are paying us. That's what my English teacher told me when I told, ma'am, why are the allowances very less in companies like Unilever? And with that, ladies and gentlemen, 
we wrap up today's session with Mr. Shazil Ways and Mr. Shamil, both of these uh, giants in their own industries. Thank you so much for hanging on with us. It's 7, 6 p.m. and uh, winding up is Adil Maruf, your moderator for today. Mr. Shazri, thank you so much for being with us today. And it is an honor to have you on uh, Zaira Enable. And Mr. Mohamed Shamil, thank you so much for being on Zaira Enable today. And it was greatly an honor to talk and have a conversation with both of you. Thank you so much. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thanks, Adil. It's an honor to. Thank you, sir.